You're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Erica. And I'm Kelsey. We're two former next door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good laugh. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. So we have been wanting to talk about this topic for a while now. The internet has changed so much about all of our lives from social media and the new ways we connect online to cancel culture to just the endless stream of information now available at all times. It's wild out there. Um, And as online content creators ourselves, we've been wanting to talk about a lot of these things more in depth. We're going to make this a catch-all episode for all things under the umbrella of online behavior for grown-ups. Sound good? Sounds great. Okay. I think we're going to have so much to say about this topic that we're going to skip neighborhood news. Also, there is no news. It's just hot here. Right. It's just hot. Yeah. That's all we have to say. Okay, so let's start from our own perspective as consumers of content online and participants in social media. So what is your kind of personal philosophy for engagement with people and their content online? A few things, starting with treat people online the way you would treat them in person. Yes. That's and also expect that of others. Yeah. And don't don't tolerate otherwise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That That is a big one. That doesn't mean that you can't give constructive feedback, but do it in a way that you wouldn't feel ashamed to say it to their face. Yeah, yeah. Not in a fit of anger, you know, and just pouring out. And should probably be based on some sort of relationship prior Mm, established. Like you just don't go around correcting strangers in public, even if it's like a, you know, constructive actual helpful comment you just don't always do that without like having had some kind of ongoing conversation right Mm -hmm. yes you know that brings up a really interesting point because in person out in the world I think you would only do that to someone in person if what they were doing was directly affecting you yes they're speaking so loudly that it's impacting you having a pleasant meal or they're standing too close to you or you know whatever it is Mm -hmm. and then it's interesting that then online because we're consuming this content we somehow feel like it, it yeah, is affecting us. We take us. it all personally. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and in some ways, I, I'm not saying that just because someone says something, you can't take it personally. Right. But it's kind of interesting that it kind of breaks down right. that otherwise kind of social, right. social Where barrier. Where you might ignore it otherwise. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You like would have the physical distance. Yeah. But then it's like right there with you. Um, also... I try not to engage in any online gossip. And this means to me even not, I would say, hate sharing things <laughs> like sending a post to someone, even if the person who posted it won't see it, yeah. but me sending it to someone to yeah. be like, can, can you, you believe, believe they said <laughs> yeah. this or whatever it is? Yeah. You know, I just think that that doesn't, it's like put, put more kindness into the yes. world that you want to see. Yes. And I do think that that kind of has an effect on how you view people and just content online mm-hmm. and how you treat it. I will say I want to be open to having my views challenged, but I'm not open to it in a way that makes me feel personally criticized. Right. And so I do think it's my right to opt out of that right. or things that make me feel that way. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, my mine is very similar. Like if you wouldn't do it in real life, don't do it online. Social media is first and foremost social, right? Mm -hmm. So like I try to even remember that when I'm sharing things. I know this is more as a consumer, but I don't share things that I wouldn't share with somebody in person. Mm -hmm. And I don't expect somebody else to do that either. I think sometimes because there's this like open book day in the life kind of vibe out there on social media, it's like you're somehow being dishonest if you don't share Mm -hmm. every single detail of your life and your family's life. And that's just not... 
that's not how any relationship works and it shouldn't work like that online either much like in real life too i try to remember if something is just not for me Mm -hmm. not not that it's like deeply offensive or like personally harmful or you know i feel the need to stand up for a group of people or something but if it's just not my cup of tea Mm -hmm. i can stroll right on past yes on or online scroll right on past (laughs) love that without feeling the need to correct or give my two cents yes. or share my opinion. Like it's not, everything is not, you're entitled to your opinion, but not everything is a matter of opinion and not everything is like this public debate just because it's shared publicly. Right. So that's kind of what I try to remember. Okay. What are your thoughts on the two C words? <laughs> Cancel culture. I feel like I'm so annoyed by this, this, these words put together okay. on so many levels right now. Yes. And the different ways that people use them. But what are your general thoughts on cancel culture? Okay. That is a short question with a big answer, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think. So I will try to unpack this a bit. And I'm excited to talk in depth about this. So I think as a culture, maybe partly because of cancel culture and just because people are putting things out there so publicly. Mm -hmm. I do think that we have much less tolerance for intolerance, at least in some public spheres. Okay. And I do think that online cancel culture is an outgrowth of that, which overall the less intolerance in public forums is a good thing. Right. So I'll say that like, that's a good spirit behind that. Yes. Mm -hmm. But It also feels very imperfect, and by that I mean cancel culture, Mm -hmm. because it has all these unintended consequences that I think unintentionally end up perpetuating Mm -hmm. intolerance, Mm -hmm. actually. I think cancel culture, it's just very fraught. It's so black and white. I see it as, you know, when I've seen it performed online, you either agree with us completely right, or you're the worst person yeah, in the world. There's no nuance to it whatsoever. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There's no nuance. And that is not a true dichotomy. You're mm-hmm. either hundred percent with us or the worst person in the world. It is also not helping to bring more people over to your perspective right. of what you think is the right, right. The quote unquote, it's not meeting right anybody thing. where they're at. No, it's not. And it doesn't help them. The person that is disagreeing with you, it it does not help build respect Mm -hmm. between both parties, which is what you need to move forward in any kind of meaningful, productive way. I think that also with cancel culture, combine that with communicating online in super short blurb of text or videos that are designed to get the most attention possible. Yes. And think about this. What's going to get the most attention? A nuanced view that's something like, so this is problematic, but we also need to consider the context Mm -hmm. and also need to consider this Mm -hmm. person's life experience, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the time necessary to do that, right? Exactly. That's not just a glancing at it while you're scrolling or look at this horrible scrum of a person, what they said, (laughs) hashtag canceled. Right. Right. That's something that people can just get behind right away. And it also feels like you're doing something about it. You could legitimately have a problem with that person and the content that they're sharing or the the views that they hold and it feels like this way to like get right when when really you may or may not be doing anything yeah yes i agree i agree so all of that my last couple of points given all of that is also happening while also being disconnected from a personal connection. We're not having personal connections with people online, even though it's billed as being social, being Mm -hmm. personal, it's missing that in-person, you're you're not seeing the whole person, you're just seeing 
you know, what they Mm -hmm. posted. So that means I think we're just so much more easily ready to write off a person completely when they say anything that goes against what they believe. Yes. Because in, in real true relationships, I have disagreements with just about everyone right. I can think of right. that like I truly my husband care about. Included. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about my mm-hmm. own husband. There are some things we disagree with, but I can see the complete person of him right. and we can have thoughtful conversations about those things. Whereas if I just saw that one thing that I disagree with him about from someone online, right. I would be like, oh, I don't want to spend time yeah. with you yeah. anymore. Exactly. You know, so which I think is is a right to there's a difference too between unfollowing because somebody's content doesn't sit right with you or yes, um, it's totally not bringing agree. out the best in you or or you're just not interested yes. versus like cancel and nobody else should right. listen to them and bl- you know exactly it yes that's the difference between opting out which is a yes. very healthy and mature thing to do right versus some of the cancel culture behavior that we see and then the last point I want to make I also think that cancel culture ends up having a really harmful effect if someone is vilified to the point that they just double down on spreading hate and misinformation right because they're like no me me, you don't understand how important this is right and it's like and i think there's a satisfaction there's a satisfaction that people get by you know uh churning up yes you know people who disagree with that's some people's whole personality yes Mm -hmm. right exactly so there are many thoughts let me hear your thoughts all right yeah i think i agree with everything you said there I will say um, I do think there's a big difference between things that are called cancel culture and things that are actually just accountability. Oh, there is, this is that a good as point. well. So okay. refusing to thoughtfully engage or critically examine anything that you on the surface disagree with and therefore canceling that individual or content entirely is cancel culture. Okay. Mm-hmm. But having natural consequences and accountability for the ways in which you or your content may be harmful is different. Such a good so point. So if you are quote unquote canceled because you posted something racist, are you being canceled or are you be like or are you being harmful mm-hmm. and this is just the natural consequence that people don't want to follow you because you're being right. harmful or nasty. Mm-hmm. And something like this gets this gets brought up a lot in the with the idea of like books, right? Like the whole Dr. Seuss debate mm-hmm. or things like that. And I, I read this on Instagram from um, the tag is at home as it is in heaven on, on Instagram. And I think this is a homeschooling family too. And she says, vetting books for racism and bias is about caution, not cancellation. And that caution proceeds from the charitable understanding that if in fact the majority, the greater consensus, speaking of a particular group of people, is blowing the whistle about a particular issue, then it would be in our best interest to heed in humility. Mm. Especially if you are not the group necessarily affected by it. So if somebody is saying, hey, this is harmful to black people, this is harmful to the LGBTQ community, I think our our immediate response is to either cancel altogether mm-hmm. or to like cancel on the other end like you're just being woke, mm-hmm. right? Like that whole and it's like you have to have these in these conversations about things. And like you said, the nuance needs to be there or it loses all Context. It's like people who take a Bible verse completely out of context right. and use it to mean whatever. Like you can use any quote to mean whatever, really. Mm-hmm. And and so and I think the other thing that instead of thoughtful engagement, it's much easier to like or dislike, right? But what happens then too is it also doesn't leave room for change. Right. So yes. it doesn't allow somebody to 
explain further what they meant or even just to examine their own. Like you said, they end up doubling down because they're defensive instead of like, oh, gosh, like, thank you for Mm -hmm. sharing that with me. And that doesn't mean you're going to automatically change your Mm -hmm. mind. But like, I need to think about that for a minute or someone who really did do something egregious and has changed Mm -hmm. and doesn't want to be canceled for the rest of their life. Like it doesn't allow anybody any room for redemption ever. If you just completely cancel them. I agree with that completely. And that is one of the big frustrations that I see in it. We have Mm -hmm. to, we have to allow room. And and I am saying in certain situations, I'm not saying there is like abusive, ridiculous garbage that has no place. Exactly. That is, that is for sure. (laughs) Exactly. But I do think there are many instances of people who are just not fully informed, were have have not heard it reflected back to them mm-hmm. by someone with a different perspective mm-hmm. and it's so important to allow people room for growth right and to offer them a measure of grace to do that right i think that's super important mm-hmm. especially if the whole point of why they're supposedly being canceled is because you want to affect positive change exactly like, yes that's not going to do it yes that's not going to do it yes that's the thing is it feels like you know Maybe not always how it is done, but originally cancel culture is for trying to promote what people feel like is more justice and Mm -hmm. equality. Mm -hmm. And in order to get more people on board with that, Mm -hmm. there has to be room for educating and learning and reflecting and kind of bringing people along with us and there has to be room for differences yes like there are some things that we are making we're making everything so black and white right now and some things just aren't Mm -hmm. there like I said there is definitely that but there's also this gray area of that's just your preference or that's Mm -hmm. how you tend to practice your faith or that's how your family operates Mm -hmm. and it doesn't it's like if it doesn't align exactly with mm-hmm. me, then mm-hmm. you're one of these over there. Right. Like this quickness to categorize like you're in or you're out mm-hmm. instead of just like we can exist in, on a spectrum mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. So I think that that is helpful to keep in mind. All right. Have we ever been canceled? <laughs> I don't, I I don't actually know the answer to this. I'm scared <laughs> to find out now. Okay. I, in terms of like the the bigger scale hashtag canceled no yeah we i don't think we've made a hashtag no at least not that we're aware of (laughs) (laughs) and if so please don't alert us Mm -hmm. i'd rather not know yeah but i think that we have been like maybe canceled by a few individuals we have had a few people that have disagreed with something we have said or our content overall from emails or reviews mm-hmm. and so i get the impression that they, they are no longer listening yes, yes. <laughs> so they didn't say canceled officially but right yes so i will say on the one hand it initially can make makes me feel bummed i never it's never our intent Mm-mm. to offend anyone you know to to say something critical to someone but at the same time, I have to be okay knowing that not everyone will love us. Right. It's, right. It is just literally not possible. You yeah. can think of any, whatever most beloved content mm-hmm. you have in your life, there is someone who absolutely hates that exactly. show, podcast, exactly. book, whatever it is. And in fact, I think good creative advice to say, if you, if nobody loves you and nobody hates you, everyone's just like, eh. 
you're not really doing right. anything important. Right. So like you got to have a couple haters, right? Yeah, maybe so. What makes our show our show is that we share our experience and thoughts and right. someone will always disagree with you right. or not like the way you right. put something or whatever it is. And so I think that's definitely something that making this show has taught me. And mm-hmm. so I, I appreciate that because it helps me honestly, in a way, have more confidence in being me because I am not out to please everyone. Right. I can just be myself. Right. So it really helps to be a team. Oh yeah. It really helps to be a team. we can laugh about it when we get a snarky We can laugh about it. And also I feel this, I feel very protective of you. Yes. And the show. She did not mean it that way. Right. And and I also feel that you feel, I feel your protectiveness of me and of the show. And so I feel like being a team just makes us more resilient Mm -hmm. to any criticism. Mm -hmm. And so definitely much more so than if I were producing the show on my own, I think a negative comment could really sit with me. But when it's together, we can talk about it and just kind of be like, okay, well, is there something we need to address? Or if it's just a super snarky mean thing, we can just be like, yeah, we're not going to worry about that. I, I am sure we have been canceled and not fully aware. Like you said, we've definitely gotten both fair and constructive criticism. And, yes. some and, have, un- and have really appreciated yes, getting and, it. and take it to heart when it's coming from somebody, especially that has engaged with us before. And we know they're trying to be thoughtful about it. And we've definitely got angry, unfair criticism that clearly, honestly, what I think most of the time is it just wasn't about us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's often the case online. Something we did or said triggered something in somebody. Mm-hmm. And it's hard, but also like simple to tell yourself, you know, I don't know that that one is even about us. Yes. Right. Um, Also, just like in real life, sometimes you genuinely, genuinely are misunderstood or Mm -hmm. you misspoke and how you handle that then is the important thing. Apologizing if that needs to happen or being more thoughtful about how you say that the next time. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean you were canceled. Yeah, exactly. And I have been so appreciative of the kindly worded, constructive, criticism Mm -hmm. emails that we have received. And I always just, I know that it takes effort to decide to email that to someone and it takes extra effort to write something Mm -hmm. so thoughtful and kind of professionally. And so we do always really appreciate those. I will say too, any negative feedback or comments that we get, I heard Joanna Goddard of the Cup of Joe blog say this in an interview a long time ago. But essentially, she says, even if I get a really mean, you know, comment or feedback, I first try to be open to hearing if there's even a kernel of truth mm. in what someone mm-hmm. said. Like maybe you they know? said it in a mean way, but they've got exactly. a point about something. Yes. So I, I really try to keep that in mind. I do want to be the kind of person that can get negative feedback and can use that to make an improvement. I want to be in a growth mindset mm-hmm. and always being open to that. Mm-hmm. I will say, and we've talked about this, what can be so hard is that sometimes that negative feedback comes in a really mean package. Yeah. <laughs> and so then it's kind of about these two things. It's like, okay, you brought up a point that I would be open to hearing, mm-hmm. but you said it in this really mean way. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't make me want to feel very open to right. it. I, I try to separate those two, right. but it does just leave you with a icky feeling. Well, because it doesn't feel, to me, the difference is it doesn't feel like there's a positive end goal in mind. Yeah. It just feels like if you if you're leading with meanness for the mm-hmm. most part, and that doesn't mean people can't be fired up about things or passionate about something that they, you know, have a personal perspective about. But there's a difference between like being passionate and and being no nonsense and like 
going after somebody's mm-hmm. like character or just right. just being mean. You know, yeah, there's a exactly, difference. Exactly. And I was thinking about this metaphor. Imagine if someone that you had never seen before drove up to your house and started <laughs> shouting, they hate what you're wearing. They everything you say is dumb. And then they drove away. Right. You're fake. You know? Yeah. It would be very upsetting, but based on that experience, are you going to change anything about what you're doing because this random person seemed to have a meltdown in front of your house, Yes, you know, versus if it was someone that I know and they come to my house and say, Hey, Kelsey, I wanted to talk to you about something that thing you said or whatever mm -hmm. it was. I wanted to share my perspective. Mm -hmm. Think about how those two things. It's the same online. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So. Anyway, um, I also wanted to share a couple of instances for me personally of some things that have happened. Um, So in one instance online, I was sharing that I wanted to better understand a controversy about what someone was saying and whether I still felt okay consuming the content that that person Uh was creating. And the specifics of it aren't important. So that's why I'm just going to be general. I got a few messages in response to Mm -hmm. that that were very critical and just were writing me off right you're away. Like, I'm telling you, I'm trying to be thoughtful about <laughs> right. this. Yeah. Whereas it, that was, that was so surprising to me because I was here saying, I want to better understand this. I am open. And, yes. and honestly, like if you are looking to convert more people to your perspective, I am saying I'm probably your best shot yeah. at bringing <laughs> like someone I'm willing to, to be your converted. side. Like yes. I'm ready to hear you. And instead, I just got more of like, you're a terrible person for not being 100% already decided on this, you know? And that just like reflected to me a kind of taste of cancel culture. And it was like, what is this accomplishing? Right. You know, I I will say I probably got the same number, if not more messages sharing, hey, like this is kind of my perspective or here's a resource that you could check out. And so I I will Mm -hmm. say that it's honestly those mean comments that sit with you. Mm -hmm. But I did get a lot of the really supportive and helpful ones as well. Another time I shared something about an event that I went to that some people would take as being a very political event, I think, although it was not, it was not a political event. And a, actually a family member, not a really close family member, responded really quickly, just, just a, a, few, a short phrase that was essentially like the opposite, like, <laughs> like in, op- in opposition yes, yes. to kind of this cause that I was trying to support. And you know, in that case, I felt like it was an opportunity for me to share my perspective, maybe to educate someone. Like we said, mm-hmm. I think that also this person is coming from a position of having not um, been given a chance to fully consider the other perspective mm-hmm. of people who feel differently. So I shared a bit about why the cause was important to me, what it represents. And then I asked them, like, how do you feel about these things? Like, can you tell me more from mm-hmm. your perspective? Not I just think, like a little quotable. Yes. I think one-liner. that's, yeah. And I think that's super important mm-hmm. to ask for their perspective yes. and also be like genuinely open to hearing it, being right. ready to listen. Right. So I felt really good about my response. They said they would respond, but they actually never did. Uh-huh. And, you know, I, I think that they would have, but I think I think it was also, it felt good because I think I was also establishing a bit of a boundary yeah. that I said, I am willing to engage on this, yep. but not in not just a little, level. exactly. Mm-hmm. Like that's not okay. The little I wouldn't back do that forth. to you. Right. Exactly. And then just the very last thing, these are kind of like different levels. Something similar happened to me when I, I shared something and someone responded, someone that I've never interacted with before, and they just 
made this comment and you know, it was someone that I've never interacted with before. And I just felt like that doesn't even deserve my response Mm -hmm. because you didn't make an effort to have, to share your perspective, to try to have a conversation Mm -hmm. with me. And that's just, it was just like an insult hurled across the internet. (laughs) Right. Exactly. I was like, this is my personal content and that's just, that's that's a boundary. mm -hmm, I like that. What about you? Have you dealt with like negative comments Yeah. I mean, I've, we've had things on the podcast. Some of those are kind of related to something we've done on the podcast. I have gotten a little bit about homeschooling where it's interesting because I've said something maybe about like, um, you know, some, some sort of rule we have in our family, not even related to homeschooling Mm -hmm. about technology or something like that. And someone just went on this large tirade about, are you just going to keep your kids in a bubble and homeschool them? And they're never going to learn how to socialize and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, you so clearly have not listened to me talk mm-hmm. about homeschool because mm-hmm. I would say I homeschool for like some of the opposite reasons mm-hmm. of that. Like I want a very, you know, wide open, mm-hmm. like dialogue with my kids about the rest of the world. Like some of those, it was just like a lot of, somebody had a trigger mm-hmm. reaction to homeschooling. Mm-hmm. And I get that because mm-hmm. I have a reaction to some kinds of homeschooling also, but it was like, they made it all about that and like just wanted a chance to, criticize other life choices that mm. wasn't even about what we were talking about yeah so it's just clear like you don't know me obviously right and I get why people especially when you make a show like this it's very lifestyle oriented and we do share a lot like I get why people feel like they do mm-hmm. but again if you haven't been along for the ride even and mm-hmm. seen you know some of the ways that like we intentionally combat those things that you're criticizing like mm-hmm. you're just making kind of an uninformed insult yeah. and so that's just kind of how I I mean it definitely makes me mad and then I'm like well clearly that's about you like mm-hmm. you're having mm-hmm. some sort of reaction to right. my choices that have nothing right. to do with me I think another layer of this that is very tricky is the accessibility mm-hmm. to directly to people through DMs mm-hmm. that feel like a very personal, intimate kind of right, communication. Like you're their space, right? Right. And then also creating a, a very personal show and a show that feels very personal. Yeah. We share a lot, but, yeah. but honestly, there's so much we don't yes. share. Yeah. You know, but we, we want the show to feel very right. personal. Right. And so and we enjoy sharing a lot. Yes. And I think it's powerful to share yes. a lot of your personal story with people. Yes, mm-hmm. we do. And I think it can make people feel like we have this relationship built and it's at the point where they can send us yes. like a quick, casual DM. Yes. Do you know what yes. I mean? Like you would with a friend. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes just because of like that quick nature of it. Mm-hmm. It comes across, it can come across terse or critical, yes. even if it wasn't intended to be that yes. way. But it's interesting how, like, just the interpretation of the tone, both from just being someone that we don't recognize as much, mm-hmm. even if they feel like they know the show and know right. us pretty well. And then just the nature of it's not like a hello or, yeah. you know, whatever. It's just a very quick, like, what about this or right, something? Right, right, You know? So so I think that kind of is another layer of it that I that I try to be aware of mm-hmm. and, and try to think like, you know, is this just coming through because this is someone's just their style? Yeah. Some people are just like quick. The, the quick texters mm-hmm. or whatever, whereas I'm still like a, hi there. Yes, I want you punctuation know? in there. Right, exactly. I think two people can feel like they are in an ongoing conversation with you because... Yeah especially when you create something that is very conversational, right? Like we always have people say that 
it feels like sitting down with two girlfriends and we love that. Mm -hmm. But also, so they'll kind of say something as if we're in midstream Mm -hmm. conversation because Mm -hmm. they've kind of been having this one way conversation with us. Which we love. Right. But then like, yeah, sometimes those comments or anything that's remotely critical, I feel like you have to be careful how you send Mm -hmm. that on the internet. Yeah. For the, for the last kind of note on this, I, I do want to say if you have a suggestion, feedback for the show, we would welcome your email. We really are open to it. I, I have kind of noticed something that's been interesting seeing people making suggestions or constructive criticism in reviews. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was interesting. And then there have been some honestly nicely worded ones that I thought, Oh, we don't even check our reviews very often. So just if you want to suggest something for the show, email is the best in most direct right. way, I especially would say. if there's something sensitive or constructive criticism in there that we want to be sure to address, right? Not just have it sitting on our review mm-hmm. page. Yes. Okay. How do you typically respond when something bothers you online? And is there is there that way to give feedback to people online that they would actually listen to? Let's see. I try to ask myself a couple of questions. Am I having a strong reaction to this because this person said something offensive, like truly mm-hmm. offensive? Mm-hmm. Or because what they said is making me question something I believe or have done. Like, am I feeling defensive? Yeah. You know? Or just they made a different choice than I did, so I'm automatically feeling defensive of mine. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. Because I think those are very closely related, but actually very different. It's a very fine line. Yes. So I think that we can often feel defensive and mistake that for feeling offended or hurt. Ooh, that's so good. Defensive is not the same as offended. Right. And you, and you need to separate those. I like that. I like that. So, okay, for me, first of all, I do try to give people the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. if I want to share something with them. Like assume the best intentions. Yes, exactly. And assume that maybe they don't realize how something was coming across mm-hmm. or they just might not be informed about something or they aren't using kind of the most up-to-date terminology. Mm-hmm. I will say the preferred terminology, the correct terms, that is changing so quickly lately. And I do think we need to give people a real measure of grace if if they aren't using what we consider the correct terminology. And I think that a private message yeah. to just say, Hey, just so you know, this is the, this is the correct term and for that. Even or, like some people and framing it in a way that like, um, some people find this use right. of this word offensive because of this. Yes. That's Not a great like, way to put it. You're wrong. That's yes. the wrong word for this year. Right. <laughs> you <Yes>. know, <laughs> exactly. Totally, totally agree. And then in terms of giving that feedback, yeah, sharing it privately, not on a comments, not in a, yes. not in a public way, because, you know, that can end up serving to like call someone out right. or, or making it seem like you're trying to publicly embarrass them right. or something. And so anyway, sharing it privately. And like I said, sharing it in a way that I would want to receive the email. I think a really helpful way to frame it is to share like from my perspective, this makes me feel words like that, yep. not be saying you yeah, and the therapy, the old therapy, like right. I feel. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So those are, yeah, I yeah. think those are some of my thoughts. I think that's great. I think a great rule of thumb is if you don't have time to send it in an email or a more private way, and it's just like, you're going to fire off some snarky one-liner, then you don't need to make the comment. 
then you don't actually care about it enough. You just had a gut reaction to it and it's so easy to do online and sit with it for a minute to see, like you said, like I, I try to ask myself like why something bothers me so much. And if it's actually about me or them, or maybe not neither, maybe it's something in my past that somebody acted in this similar way Mm -hmm. and I have kind of this visceral reaction to it, but it's not really their fault or, or my fault, you know, Mm -hmm. I think that, I also try to just curate my feeds pretty ruthlessly yes, and me not too. follow people that make me feel some kind of way. Sometimes someone just makes you feel away because you're jealous mm-hmm. or they have something, you know, you just, there's all kinds of things that just like make you, I don't know, that just trigger you for different reasons. And you need to know that's about you and just yeah. kindly unfollow and, or for a while or for a yep. season, like there was a very long time during our adoption process that I could not consume other adoption related mm-hmm. content. And there's other times where I found that super, super helpful and supportive, but it was like too much for Mm -hmm. a while, you know? So like just knowing where you're at with certain things and what is going to trigger you. And like you said, just because you're feeling a certain way, especially if that way is defensive, that's not the same thing as something deeply offending you. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. Yeah. I love your point that if you don't have time to write a thoughtful email about it, you don't need to fire off a comment. Move along. And I think sometimes, like you said, honestly, sometimes I need some time to think about why is that bothering Mm -hmm. me? And that actually thinking about it can help me clarify maybe why something was upsetting. And and then I can actually share it with that person in a way that will be more constructive, hopefully for them. Right. Yes, exactly. Because I think if you just say, hey, this really bothered me. That doesn't give someone else anywhere to go. Right. You can kind of give more information of like saying it in this way right. or in this tone or with this photo or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And and then maybe kind of be there more a little bit as a partner mm-hmm. to help them. Yeah. Yeah. But I think in general, too, like we all need to mind our business a little bit more. Mm. I don't feel like we were meant to consume other people's lives at the rate yeah. that we consume it. And I think sometimes that in and of itself messes with our heads oh, for and sure. our relationships online and offline where we just, we're not built for that. I'm not for meant sure. to know what every, all these people had for breakfast. Right. Like I'm just, I, my brain can't contain it. And I feel like sometimes we have these weird outsized reactions to things because of that, mm-hmm. because we just need to put our phone down mm-hmm. or like put the blog away or whatever mm-hmm. it is. So I think that yeah. that's something else to keep in mind. I thought of one other point that I want to bring up with you that I'm thinking about, um, because I think, you know, we're both saying that in, in sometimes you just, it's just opt out, mm-hmm. you know, you don't need to consume. What about in the times when you see things that are um, that are inappropriate or that mm-hmm. are offensive. Like I can't honestly think of like true examples. And I'm also thinking about how I do feel that it's the responsibility of people in positions of privilege. Mm-hmm. And I would put both of us in mm-hmm. that. It is not the responsibility I think of black and brown people to mm-hmm. be correcting all the racism, right? right. That is the responsibility of white people, right. I believe. Mm-hmm. And so I, as, as we're also saying you know, to opt out and you don't always have to say something. Mm-hmm. I, I do want to make clear that I do feel a responsibility mm-hmm. to say something and to speak up, especially using my position of privilege when I see things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And so I guess I just want to make that point. So I guess yes. I'm wondering, how, and how do you kind of balance right. feeling that responsibility right. to correct and to inform 
versus not just feeling totally overwhelmed. Well, I do think it's important to realize that you're not going to, I think sometimes we approach those conversations, even within our own families and stuff, right? If like a racist comment is made at the Thanksgiving table or whatever, we approach it as this like convincing job that Mm -hmm. we now have to do. Instead of just drawing a boundary for yourself and for other people that says something like, you know, not everybody here feels that way mm-hmm. or, or something like that, that just maybe challenges without, I'm going to go on this big rant now about why you should, because mm-hmm. they, and like you said, the curiosity, I think really helps that leading with that curiosity, mm-hmm. like what happened in your life that makes you think that mm-hmm. about black people mm-hmm. or what, what perspective are you bringing to this? Like, help me understand mm-hmm. because you're challenging it. But you're challenging it in a way that actually, like you said, has some sort of constructive end goal in mind, right? Like, and I think sometimes it's also okay. I even try to, if I'm sharing things, you know, I'll share things in stories or whatever that are more just like larger political issues. But I try not to share the things that are just bashing one thing Mm -hmm. without offering what we should be doing instead. Mm -hmm. You know, if we're just saying like, boycott this, this, and this, and these are just all the things I'm against Mm -hmm. without offering like a here's how you could be a loving person mm-hmm. in this situation. Mm-hmm. I, I try to be constructive even in like larger share things like that that I do and hope that it like gets the message out there that like mm-hmm. not everybody, you know, you, you can get in your bubble sometimes mm-hmm. and and think, especially if that bubble is a bubble of privilege mm-hmm. and think that, oh, everyone must feel this way. Right. Mm-hmm. Instead of being like, oh, wait. And it almost gives permission sometimes mm-hmm. for people to think differently about an issue if they've been raised a certain way or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I'm making much sense, but I feel like the constructive approach, the curiosity is important. It is absolutely okay to call out things that are harmful. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think you always have to be quote unquote nice about it, Mm -hmm. but I think that you have to like, is your goal just to embarrass the person and make them feel bad or to have an actual thoughtful Mm -hmm. exchange? That's Mm -hmm. the big difference. Okay. I think you made some really really good points there. I appreciate that. And what I was thinking about too, as you were sharing, there's something about it being like an, like you said, challenging someone's point of view. There's something about it being kind of an open challenge. Like I want to hear back from you versus a shutting down. Yes. Yes. There's a comment that that's important. Further the conversation or shut it down. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Okay. Any final like catch all do's and don'ts for online behavior? Some of these I think we have mentioned mm-hmm. here and there, but do write feedback in a courteous, professional way. Mm-hmm. DMing someone is so easy. It's so personal. I think that it can be easy to forget how personal it comes across. Yeah. Like you're you know? literally entering someone's like mailbox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like getting a, like a personal text message. Mm-hmm. So remembering that don't hate scroll. You kind of mentioned Mm -hmm. this. I also curate my feeds. If something is just not sitting with me in the right way, and I have noticed this too, changing with different life stages, some things just, even if it's nothing offensive, it's just not putting me in like a positive, good vibes mindset. And that's just not a good place to be consuming Mm -hmm. content, I think. Also, I try to think about this, educating myself about an issue and about different perspectives. Mm-hmm. I try to read longer form articles or consume podcasts or books or something like that. Mm-hmm. You you cannot fully understand any issue just by reading some Instagram posts and tweets that is not going to give you the full picture and you're not going to actually be in a place where 
you can really have your true opinion about it. And I think that's really important. I do have a few good resources for educating yourself about cancel culture and also about having hard conversations, kind of like when the, if, if someone that you care about enough to have a conversation with Mm -hmm. them, you know, brings up something or says something offensive, it's kind of like, where do you go from Mm -hmm. there? So anyway, I will list all of these in the show notes, but the book, Now What? Mm -hmm. How to Move Forward When We're Divided About Almost Everything by the women behind Pantsuit Politics, Sarah Stewart Holland and Beth Silvers. And just their pantsuit politics podcast. It's a lot of It's like such a good model for hard conversations. Yes. Just all around. Yes, it is. Also the book, Let's Talk About Hard Things by Anna Sale. And then there is a podcast episode called Shame, Safety, and Moving Beyond Cancel Culture from the Ezra Klein Show. Mm-hmm. And it features two people, one from the right and one from the left. They've each been canceled and they share their experiences oh, and that. thoughts. So that is a really good one. Okay. I have a few. Um, First of all, for me personally, I try to think about this and I don't always remember, but there are times I think we can share just to like be verbally vomiting Mm -hmm. or processing something out loud. And I think that that's okay sometimes, but I try to overall think about, and I know we think about these things on the show, does it either educate, give important information or entertain? Like if it's not doing one of those two things, why are you sharing it? Mm -hmm. Is it just like kind of a narcissistic thing, which it's very easy for us all to Mm -hmm. do when we have this like little video camera, we can make a movie of our life all the time. So trying to keep that in mind when sharing and then as a consumer, not assigning homework to people. If I am messaging somebody for a link or something like that, I try to realize that that's that's an ask on their time Mm -hmm. that maybe they weren't open for or maybe they shared it somewhere else and I can go do the homework Mm -hmm. and look for the link or whatever it might. I try to not just be like, link, please, like that kind of thing. And I know, again, sometimes people are just like in a hurry and they're just like, oh my gosh, I need that. But it can come across very terse and very like, well, I don't have time to give you a link right right now, you know, and I don't have I don't have this constant availability. Mm -hmm. So trying to remember that as a part of that too, remembering that there is a give and take. I think sometimes when you create things online, you can feel like you're giving a lot. And then there's, you know, remembering that if you want to really engage with people that you engage with their content online, it's okay to like bring something to the table, Mm -hmm. you know, like, oh, Mm -hmm. did you try this? I've Mm -hmm. tried this certain Mm -hmm. thing or like offering that advice back and forth and building some sort of a rapport, Mm -hmm. not just like, I'm going to keep taking everything Mm -hmm. that you're feeding me. That's a really, that's a really good point. And, And then in building a relationship in those little ways, you then kind of have the relationship capital to bring up a bigger something mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. that if that comes up. Yeah. Um, another one in this, I think I've kind of taken from you is I try to unfollow a lot of people that I know in real life mm. because it's we it's weird. Number one, sometimes to see something on social media before you've had the conversation with yes. them about it. And it can feel like almost like you take offense to it. But like you can't possibly have a in. That's not how life works. Right. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you share something with somebody before somebody else. Right. But also it can do this weird thing where you feel like you kind of have nothing to talk about because mm. you saw it all online. Right. And or or like the person's telling you this thing. They're so excited to tell you. And you're like, oh, yeah, I know I saw it in your right. story. Yes. I, it, it creates <laughs> some really weird, weird yeah. dynamics. I agree. I, I really feel that and have found myself more wanting to interact with people that I don't know in person, yeah, online more. It just feels more authentic. Right. 
And then I feel like, too, sometimes the way people might act online, especially if they're not, you know, creating content or in that space, sometimes it's like, it's just not the them that you know and mm-hmm. love necessarily. Like they're posting things that you know they probably wouldn't say to you in mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. And now you have a picture of them in your head when you could just enjoy mm-hmm. them as your great aunt or wh- yeah, whatever. Right. You know, knowing that they probably have some opinions that don't yeah. mesh with yours, but they're not going to come up in polite conversation. So I just have found it better to like err on the side. Unless somebody's content is really good or entertaining or I feel like it's adding something, I'm just like, you know, I'll just interact in person. Yeah. So I think that that's helpful yeah. too. Okay. Lots to say about online behavior. I think this is one of those things too, that like is changing and evolving and changing our world so fast that Mm -hmm. we have to catch up Mm -hmm. and we have to keep talking about these things. It's like, wait, what is the Mm -hmm. etiquette for Mm -hmm. this? You know? Yeah. And like you said, keep talking about it. I think that we are all on social media and using it so much and we're not talking as much about how we're using it. Yes. And we should talk about it more. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. What are you currently obsessed with? Do you know about book darts? No. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You don't? I feel like I should. You're supposed to yes and me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It is this little, maybe almost like kind of like little thin metal, like folded over that you could slip on top of a book page to just kind of mark. It's not magnetic. I think sometimes they can be. This one's not. It's just so thin and like tight and yeah, and and firmly um, folded. So anyway, it just goes right over the top of a page. And it's a perfect way to mark a page, especially in cookbooks. Oh, you know how you go nothing's sticking out. Yes. You go through a cookbook and you see all these recipes and to keep track of next time you pull it down from the shelf, flip through immediately to the ones you wanted to try. So anyway, I have been marking up all of my cookbooks with book darts. They are super cute. Um, this was a recommendation from cousin of the show, oh, Emily. Hello, so cousin of the pod. <laughs> Thank you, I Emily. I feel like those need to go directly into my yes, they Amazon do. cart because I feel like even for school and stuff yes. like that would come in very yes. handy. Yes. Right. It, it, it would be great for even like marking up a planner. Yes. Like to mark, you know, the monthly, in it. whatever it is. Exactly. Ooh, yes, so I get like some this. book darts okay, in I your will. life. They're great you to will. have around. This is kind of an update to something else I was looking for. So I told you I was looking for like, a fanny pack that yes. had a longer strap. Well, I don't have that yet. Okay. I did get lots of good suggestions. So thank you, friends. So when I'm ready to buy that, I will. But I asked for Mother's Day for like a, I wanted like a very specific thing that I had seen people have that's like a day pack, like okay. not a full on backpack. Right. I wanted it to be like a sling bag, but okay. like big enough for like phone and a water bottle and a couple snacks yeah. and maybe like a, brochure from the national park like whatever (laughs) whatever some sunscreen you know the different things so I asked for one for Mother's Day I got one and it's I love it so much so it's like it's like my camping purse basically yes tell me and this is the cav cavu I don't know it's k-a-v-u they're all capitalized okay original rope sling pack and I think it's like a unisex thing so it's made a little bit bigger it's very lightweight Mm -hmm. there's like a lot of great little compartments that you can like you sling it back around and then like the pockets right there you know what I'm saying yes I'm like doing a very animated demonstration she's showing you know like the zippers in the right place to just like quickly tuck something in so I'm loving that but it's not as big and bulky as a backpack Mm -hmm. so that sounds great highly recommend okay all right 
That is it for us today. Thank you as always for listening. We would love for you to weigh in on this topic we all deal with every day. You can join the discussion on Instagram. We're High Girls Next Door. We also have an exclusive discussion thread for every episode over on our Patreon page, in case you didn't know that, which is just, that is just such a thoughtful community and so much great feedback there. We would love for you to be a part of it if you want even more from us. And then you can always email us, like we said, at highgirlsnextdoor at gmail.com. The show notes for this episode are in your podcast player and on our website, girlnextdoorpodcast.com. Thanks so much for dropping in. Until next time, be neighborly. You canceled. <laughs> That's not what I was expecting you to say. It's <laughs> oh, great. It's great. Starting off with a laugh. We have, have a little bit heavier topics yeah. today. Let's start off with a laugh. <laughs> and Arnold Palmer, but with the cucumber mint. Yes. Lemonade. That's what I do. Oh, so good. So good. So okay. the cucumber mint lemonade is really good, but this is even more like refreshing. Yes. I feel like because it's not quite as sweet. Agree. Love it. Oh, so good. I got to go get some this week. They know us to a point. Pause. A very important delivery. Keep that part out. I don't know what I'm trying to say.